name is Faisal Suziwala. I'm a broker and real estate in Cambridge, Ontario. I'm also the president of 250 King Street, which is the land holding corporation for 250 King Street West, which is the development property that we're going to be talking about today. Okay, so and I just want to start things off. From what I understand, the little bit of context that I've seen about this issue is that it has been a bit of an ongoing issue. Um, so let's just start at the beginning. Uh, how long have uh, has the uh, the company uh, retained ownership of this property, and what were the original plans for redevelopment? Because I understand there was an idea in 2011 that kind of shifted to 2016. But why don't we just start kind of with uh, the beginnings of this property? Sure. Uh, I purchased the land uh, back in 2006. And at that time, my intent was to uh, develop the property into a condo uh, type of development, but also bring back the uh, original uh, feel of what that streetscape was, which was the Crest Hotel. And it was one of the original Sulphur Springs or the Healing Baths uh, hotels of Preston, which was sort of a sister hotel to the Preston Springs, which we know is no longer. Um, and um, what I had imagined was uh, creating the old hotel, uh, not necessarily only as a hotel again, but as a retirement uh, facility, maybe uh, adult living apartments, condos uh, at the street level and at the streetscape with a commercial front um, at street level with apartments above it. But behind it, we have as of right zoning to develop a 186 unit tower, which was going to be part of that uh, development uh, scheme. And um, what happened at that time was the region uh, stated that there was an environmental assessment going on. Uh, so we were waiting for that to be completed. So we held off on that. Now, just some history on that site. Um, the, the hotel that was on that site had already burnt down before my purchase. And the Crestview Springs, which is the um, condo development, which is up at the top of the hill of my site, uh, was the first of two condo towers that were supposed to be erected on that site. Uh, the second tower never got built uh, after 1989-1991. Recession hit, uh, that project went bankrupt, the banks took it back, and eventually it had changed hands a couple of times, and I finally purchased it in 2006. Um, then some road widening talks started to happen with the region. At that time, my objection was don't take away good developable land, uh, look at alternative sites, which were across the street from me, the heating and cooling place. Um, there was no real discussion on, you know, taking down the Preston Springs. Uh, we never imagined that would happen. Um, one of the concepts that I had brought to light was an overpass joining my land, which is the northeast corner, to the Preston Springs property with an overpass so that I had enough land given almost five acres for parking and I could still do a development on my site and let's use the Preston Springs as a hotel uh, or an apartment or some sort of adult lifestyle living and parking would have been resolved and we had talked to 
Paul de Haas, who had purchased it, and he was on site as well. And Mayor Doug Craig at the time was a huge supporter of this. But as soon as it landed in the hands of the region, they did not support the idea. They had another agenda, which was road widening, roundabouts. And um, really what you see there now has completely taken away my opportunity to have a streetscape, street level entry to a commercial retail um, project. Um, and this is what has caused me to look at alternatives. And one of them is, of course, I'm uh, speaking to and in contract with currently with a developer builder who is looking at um, sort of revisioning this site and creating um, a condo development on the site. Sorry, I just had to press a button there on my phone. So that's definitely some great context. And I think you even went a little bit into, you know, what the current issue is. I was really interested uh, in what I was reading about the road widening talks. Uh, my understanding is that in your, you know, plans or vision for redevelopment, there was this appeal in having that sort of facade that appeared to be as though it was the historical building. And uh, in these roadblocks and hurdles coming up, they've kind of led to, um, a, a kind of real blow in the redevelopment and that that may no, no longer be possible. So can you just talk a little bit about um, the specific issues that came up with the land expropriation? Because uh, I understand it may have kind of changed the way that you're looking at working with this property. It completely changed the way we were looking at this property. In fact, when we had gone to our investors, both overseas and local, um, the concept that we had brought to light was the original Crest Hotel re-envisioned as a condo building with commercial on the front. When the region came in and decided to do the road widening, not only did they change the streetscape, they changed the elevation. And there is probably a 13 to 14 foot drop from the street level to the grade of the existing land now. That takes away any opportunity for us to walk from the sidewalk into a retail front. There's, uh, I'm guessing it's around three and a half to four feet high concrete wall with a rail that goes almost across 50% of the frontage of this property now. So any development that occurs now must happen from the internal side of it as opposed to the external. There's also a traffic issue there with uh, the apartment building at the top of the Crestview uh, condos there, their exit currently is onto King Street, and we all know how difficult it is uh, making a left, especially there's a lot of seniors that are living in that building. So one of the options that we do have is uh, access from Fountain Street. Uh, and again, we've had some challenges with uh, with the left in, left out type of access into that because, again, it's on a hill. So there's a lot of challenges. So we had asked the region to look at the alternative of maybe moving even if it was a roundabout, moving it over towards the Naughty Pines uh, lands or some other solution that would not take away great developable land and the ability to maintain the historic value of that corner. Now it's completely gone. And that's very sad. And that's caused me to sort of take a step back and say, that's not what I had ever envisioned. And that's the only reason that I entered into uh, a conditional contract right now where they're doing their due diligence to see what they can build and hopefully they have better luck uh, getting through to the region and getting the permissions that are required especially again given the climate of lack of housing in this region there is a need for what uh, the developer is proposing 
So if I could just speak, you're, you're saying that you're hopeful that these developers may have uh, better luck dealing with the region. Just kind of anecdotally, what is your personal experience been like in trying to coordinate or speak with the region on this issue? You know, I, I wish there was more transparency. I wish there was more consultation. I wish that they would be a little bit more open to, you know, we're not living in a society where you have to think inside of the box. And there is a need for conversation outside of what might be in the guidelines, because those guidelines were written years and years ago, people's needs have changed now. And if we're not sort of evolving with what the uh, market is calling for today, we're really just working within those parameters and causing a lot of grief. And, you know, we've seen what's happened with even the Preston Springs with, um, you know, people are saying like, hey, we weren't involved in the conversation. Had we had the opportunity to sit down with the region, and I, I will, you know, credit to Mayor Doug Craig at the time, he asked for several meetings, but got roadblocks all the way through, and he was a huge supporter of this concept of um, an overpass and creating parking and don't take, you know, we fought tooth and nail to stop the roundabout, and it wasn't that I didn't agree with the roundabout, I just didn't agree with the roundabout going through prime development land when there were other lands that could have been used and that roundabout could have been swayed over a little bit to create the same concepts and preserve that integrity of that corner. Now, I know you've touched on it, but just uh, let's talk a little bit about the plan moving forward. So from what I understand, you've uh, entered a contract with a uh, developer, and there's a bit of a fork in the road in terms of where this redevelopment plan can go now, whether it be you working together, you selling the land to them to, to work on, or you taking it back yourself. So let's just speak a little bit about um, where we go from here. Well, you know, as far as um, the developer has until the end of May to complete their due diligence and close on this transaction, uh, we had originally planned on having the due diligence period over at the end of December 2020. Uh, but given, you know, COVID and, and the delays that have happened, it was only fair to give them a little bit more time. They are very hopeful. From my understanding, they have had uh, more success than I have had. And they seem very optimistic about what they can do with these lands. So it will not be what I had envisioned. And there are uh, many concepts that have been published on what I had envisioned and it's uh, available online to see. But, um, you know, I, I do believe knowing the group that is uh, purchasing or intends to purchase this land, that they have experience, they will do a very good job with whatever they choose to put on there. I just hope that the region can get behind it, give them the permissions that they need, give them the road accesses that they need, and make that flow a lot better than what it is. Had we known that the Preston Springs was going to be going down, well, that would have been a great um, area to create that roundabout and create more land for this site to be able to facilitate the concepts that we had originally envisioned. And that was one of the things I wanted to ask you about as well as, uh, you know, with the former Preston Springs Hotel now gone, um, if, if that's affected the future of this property at all. But I know it, it kind of seems like it may have been a, a too little too late and that if you knew about that maybe ahead of time, that could have changed some things, but maybe it's a little bit different now. Yeah, and, and again, I don't I don't know where the disconnect was there. I know that, again, when, when Mayor Doug Craig was the uh, mayor of town here, uh, we had talked about even as, as 
as late as his last year as mayor to keep the conversation open with me. Uh, but it just never got anywhere. And, you know, there was no further discussion. So I don't think that the that it being gone is going to have a negative impact. In fact, if there's something new that can come in there and parking can be facilitated, uh, I'm confident that that site can still have some development and create some housing. And again, it's going to take a lot of cooperation and consultation with the region and the city. And if everyone's on site and everyone works with these developers that are really trying to do something to improve uh, and make these regions more attractive. Uh, but I think there is a need for more consultation with, with local builders and developers to say, what is the market saying? What is the market demand? With the de-urbanization that's happening, uh, we need to change our attitudes locally and allow more development and allow regeneration of old sites. That's great, Faisal. And those are all the questions that I have for you. Is there anything else that you'd like to add about this uh, redevelopment plan, your experience with the city, or anything you think we may have missed here in this conversation? No, I think I think we've covered it all. And again, I, I would urge the region moving forward that uh, not to take a sort of um, a unilateral uh, approach to making decisions and, and, and consult with builders and developers and maybe have a task force and, and think outside of the box. It's not just what's on paper that flies right now. There's important importance that should be given to neighbors, to developers, to builders, to 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 the community, and and that will that transparency, I think, will will make for better communities. That's great, Faisal.